see that connecting with my emotions gives me intimate access to my partner in a way that opens up our connection in a way that ultimately feels very good to me and satisfies her on a much deeper level that she craves, that she desires. So it ends up, it, essentially what that ends up doing, a lot of men don't realize is like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. You're opening your woman, men, if you're listening to this, you're opening your woman sexually in a way that you cannot if you don't do that. Like, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Love, Sex and Leadership Through Awakened Heart podcast with me, your host, Anna Etabratable. Here we dive deep into the arts of embodiment, masculine and feminine energetics, and sacred sexuality to awaken masterful lover we were born to be, elevate conscious love on this planet, and show up in the world from the deepest part of who we are. Thank you, Joe, for joining today me in uh, in this conversation i'm really looking forward to hear your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience on uh, this uh, subject and um, for today uh, i have chosen to interview joe on the subject of the journey from uh, wounded to healing masculine and um uh it's not to say that, yeah, that men are to blame for everything that is happening in relationships, not at all. Well, I believe what's happening is we all want to have a deeper level of intimacy and create meaningful connection, but um, we are just unable to open up and to uh, create this connection, right? We keep on bringing our past experiences into our present relationships we are carrying them from relationship to relationship and we tend to blame our present partners for what has happened to us in the past and uh, of course there is always two parts um what i'm calling wounded masculine and wounded feminine and i'm even believe that you're never wounded you just maybe had the conditioning of wounding that um caused you to to close your heart right to you have difficulty to open up and i believe it's coming from both from men and women and i have chosen to talk about masculine today because uh, uh, joe is uh, working a lot with men and with women but i wanted to hear the um men's side right so what is causing um men to live with hearts closed and how women can support them in life and in intimate relationships as well to to open up because i think it's very confusing for many women how to support men how to help men to open up yeah and i want to uh introduce joe and please then feel free to add uh joe is working um with men and women and with couples as well. And he's helping um, people to create a meaningful connection, deeper level of intimacy. And um, he's uh, working one-on-one, giving workshops and um, you are creating a program as well. So you can add about that. I'm I'm not sure about your program. And Joe have been working 
uh, in this field for more than 12 years uh, and taking his knowledge and wisdom from different areas from spirituality, psychology, uh, sacred relationships, sexual uh, polarity. And uh, yeah, you will add more on, <laughs> on your expertise in this area. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate being here. So I'm actually looking forward to the, to the conversation. This topic is really important for many reasons. And yeah, so I'm an, I'm an intimacy and relationship coach. And I, and I say that uh, I blend relationship science, sacred relationship, and a very unique blend of emotional processing and hypnotherapy techniques to help singles couples find the sort of intimacy that they desire. So lots of cool, fun stuff I get to do with singles and couples to help them kind of explore their minds, explore consciousness, explore loves, explore sexuality. And it's basically the last 12 years I've been studying all things, intimacy, relationship, connection, um, sexuality, all of the above. And I, the f foundation of what I do with everybody is, is sacred sexuality. It's, it's the masculine feminine dynamics and, and moving um, one another into that space. Um, but then you have topics like this, like what is masculinity? You know, you've got to factor that in because how do you get men to really truly understand the potency of having that deeper level of connection if we don't address this piece of masculinity and what that really means and how to really embody it. So, um, so yeah, that's, I'm excited to be here. Appreciate you asking me to come back. I, yeah. Glad to be with you and have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And for people who are listening, please um, leave the comments. Uh, if you want to ask something uh, while we will be speaking, please go ahead. And this is time for you as well to ask everything around this uh, subject. And uh, then I will start with my uh, first question, right? So what do you believe uh, is a, a wounded masculine, right? And where this conditioning is coming from, mostly? What are the traits of uh, wounded masculinity? Yeah. Um, so I really like to, I don't, I like to be as simple as possible. Um, so that we don't overcomplicate things because you start adding too much terminology and next thing you know, people are, they're just misunderstanding what's occurring. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me personally, I see, I see wounded, you know, the wounded masculine uh, really as a man who's not really learned how to embody his masculinity. His father wasn't, you know, his father and his role models in his life uh, didn't guide him into understanding what that is. So he's, you know, for example, um, there wasn't real male bonding happening. There wasn't, uh, you know, there's, there's sort of, whether we do it consciously or not as men, there's initiation process that we take brothers through, that we take our sons through, that we take other men who are our very close friends through. We get, it's, it's sort of a, it's, it's an, it's an, whether conscious or unconscious, there's an initiatory process. So you think about it like, men who fight each other, you know, men who are in mixed martial arts, the sport and that sport, similar sports like uh, wrestling, I got, when I was doing wrestling and I'm currently in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, 
there's a sense of camaraderie. There's also a sense of you get to be the fighter. You get to, but you also understand discipline. You understand uh, commitment to what you're doing. Um, and so there's there's the common there's the bond there. There's the initiatory process, but then there's the ownership of responsibility of how we show up, our impact, um, and and the impact of all those things that we're doing. And I men don't get that enough. They, and so that part of them, that masculine part of them gets weakened. It's not as powerful. It's not as potent. It doesn't show up as, as present. Mm -hmm. And if men like parents, particularly men, parents, uh, were better at understanding the importance of that. Um, I think that we would have less problems. Men would be more aware of how not bonding with their son impacts their son negatively. Um, friends would be more aware of how they're not talking about really important, um, challenging topics that often are confrontational. They would understand how to bring men into those conversations because they'd be aware of the impact on their masculinity. And that really, those things don't happen in, in uh, as frequently as they should. You know, I saw that absence in my life and I, I saw for sure how I had to come from that absence to having it. Mm. it was it was a painful process to kind of pick up the pieces on my own instead of know that I could just have it. And then what is the process of picking them? How you can uh, compensate for that when you're becoming an adult? What is required? Is it working in this men's group? What is the easiest path you would say you can say? Truly there, there, there isn't, there isn't an easiest path. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I've spent so much time looking into how I can create this. I literally just purchased several initiation books, rites of passage books and searched recently for uh, trainings on rites of passage. So that I knew exactly how to like build um, an initiatory process that experiences a rites of passage for men, but then also how I'm, I'm working on creating community, right? So you have the rites of passage, you have that bonding experience that leads men into desire to do men's work with other men, but then you have that sort of support that is community oriented. A lot of men don't have community. Like they don't even know what that is. Like community, what's that? Friend, what's that, right? So they don't, they just don't get that these things are absent and that they need them or that the initiatory process is. I can tell you, you know, if, okay, I, I would say that there are very few places that you can really find that, those sort of things uh, next to zero places. You're going to find them all collectively in a whole. I can tell you lots of different places. You can go through rites of passage, uh, get into mixed martial arts to get a lot of that. Uh, do men's groups and seldom do they blend all of those, the sense of community, the initiatory process, the, um, this proper and healthy support in a way that sustains itself in a way that's like, I know I got these brothers long-term. So martial arts to discipline of martial arts, great, great place. Um, you know, I started learning when I was a wrestler back in my teens and being a wrestler was a huge piece of my discovering my own masculinity and, and building on it. But over decades, there was never one spot. I was a part of Mankind Project. I led men's groups. Um, I've, I've been a part of different really worldwide fraternities. Um, and, and I've studied masculinity. And I continue to. Very few places you're going to find it with like clarity. But mm. mixed martial arts, martial arts in general, great place to start. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. But what I wanted to uh, mention as well is there is so much misconceptions around uh, masculinity, how men should show up in the world. And uh, I hear lots of confusion from men, like what it is, what women really need, right? So, and there is lots of all um, this uh, stigma around, oh, should I be strong? And you have this men don't cry, which is this conditioning, which is coming from, from our cultures, right? And then am I supposed to show my emotions or um, it's not good when I show my emotions around, uh, around the partner, right? And uh, there is lots of this uh, confusion of, of what does it mean to be masculine, right? So, um, and uh, what I want to, to say as well is showing emotion is so uh, healthy. And I believe that lots of women are not do not know how to receive men's emotions, right? And they're afraid of it because they think it's their role, it's their pull to, to share emotions. And uh, that's why when uh, men don't receive it, they feel like they want to close off and they want to share it any longer. And I think the biggest uh, wound that a, a woman can live with a man is when he wants to share something with you and she's pointing at his weakness or telling something that he is weak. And this can really leave a big wound on a man. So um, that's why like, I'm always saying that uh, before being masculine and feminine, men and women, you are a human being. <laughs> and it's so okay just to, to share how you feel, to share your emotions and um, just to sit in front of each other and to be like, human to human, to have a human to human connection before having masculine to feminine uh, connection. So, and um, having said that, my uh, next question is um, why uh, lots of men are so much resistant integrating their inner feminine and uh, living from their heart space? Yeah, great question. And I appreciate you mentioning this. Uh, it's, it's something that I've you know, when I, in, in 2019, I really went into the deepest parts of what having a woman hold space for me looks like. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely some of the deepest work that I did. Like mm -hmm. letting a woman be that space. Um, it takes a lot of integrity on a woman's part and a lot of being able to be clear that there's nothing wrong with him. Mm -hmm. Um, nothing bad about his expression, but then also a man just being like, I'm, I'm ready, let's do this. Mm. You know, go ahead. What's up? Are you going to say something? Yeah, no, but I, I'm just, uh, this woman, she was your, uh, if you want to answer, she was your partner or she was your coach? She was a coach. A coach. She was a coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there's really no reason that you can't blend. In all honesty, there are a lot of people who say that, um, you know, you don't want to coach your partner. And I, and I think that's kind of like, that's a skewed perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're, if you're attached to something being wrong with that, you're going to create more problems than there needs to be. Right. So sometimes you're going to have to coach or teach your partner. That's just, but if you, if you're looking at it as though it's a problem, you're going to screw things up, right? You're not after mm -hmm. being only their coach and only their teacher and only their therapist, but sometimes 
being a partner means being somehow those things, you know? And, you know, for, to answer your question, um, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's kind of, I would say it's not, it's both this simple and not so simple answer. Like, um, a man has to be, he has to choose it. There has to be a conscious choice on his part, right? Otherwise he's going to, he's going to be playing the victim and the same goes for a woman, right? So if you're both really having conscious choice play into your relationship and, and you want this man to be more present, well, he's got to own his part, you know? Mm -hmm. So yes, she's going to be available for him. Yes, she's holding space. Sure, that's great. That's beautiful. Is he owning his part? Is he available for it? Is he taking the steps necessary so that when she's saying, I'm here for you, what you need, you know, the step where he needs to move forward into, okay, I'm going to let myself soften into this so that you feel me more present. And in all honesty, what will happen there is that she will feel his heart more present Mm-hmm. in a way that she ultimately wanted to feel while being in her feminine. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so really, um, I would say that if a man, this is the tricky part, right? So it doesn't feel good often for a woman to have to hold space or to be a presence for a man. It doesn't tend to feel good because she wants to be in her feminine. She wants to be in the fullness of that, the thing that is her sexual desire, her pleasure, her openness, her love, her heart, right? Her Mm -hmm. feelings, she wants to be there. So often women moving into that space of I have to hold, I have to be holding him. It's like, that's like, I don't want to fucking do that. That's no you need to deal with your things. I'm going to be over here doing my feminine thing when you're ready to come back. Now, if you, if you learn how to simply just be detached from the outcome, you'd be detached from expectation of how he shows up and you simply practice through, I'm not taking this personally. I'm not misinterpreting him as being not masculine or something being wrong. So you move through your part of misinterpretation and you'd be fully present to whatever shows up. As soon as he goes into whatever thing is occurring to him you let that be his thing you're detached you process out what's yours let him move through what what's there without making him wrong and just give it time if does mm. that make sense yes yeah yeah sometimes a disruption like that just needs to settle and you just let it settle mm. yeah but at the same time um it's what you mentioned, of course, a man needs to be ready for that, right? Because no matter how a woman can be willing to hold space for him, if he is not ready, there is little to do about that. Yes, that's, that's, it's like, it's like kind of a complex situation. So it's like, yes. And, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that you don't, as a woman, don't have influence on him being available. Mm Mm-hmm. So yes, he does need to make that choice, but oftentimes how a woman, how you show up can influence how available he is. It's, 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 there's sort of an inherent thing that plays out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, for holding this space, what are the most important qualities for women to exhibit 
when she's holding the space. I think you already mentioned it a little, but if you can focus a bit more on that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I actually uh, talked about this recently. Um, so a woman doesn't, being, being neutral, a neutral presence is critical. And um, by neutral, I don't mean that you're not having an, any sort of emotions, emotions don't exist on your side, but being neutral in the sense that you recognize that if he is having an emotional experience, an emotional response, that doesn't mean anything about you. Mm -hmm. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't make so, it about yourself. Yeah. Right. Don't make it about you. He's having this own thing. It doesn't feel good to you. You don't like it. You need, he definitely needs to handle this thing, but you're not taking that personally. You're not making that about you. So when you're not making it about you, you can be more present and more detached and more neutral. Um, and that often takes practice, right? Um, but you know, it's, it's things like, it's things like, um, learning how to process out emotions that don't have anything to do with this moment. Right. So if you don't have some sort of tool for that, it's wise to have a tool for that because as soon as his emotion kicks in, it could easily kick your emotions in and then you're no longer neutral. Right. Then yeah. you're just reactive to his reaction. Mm -hmm. So, so to be able to, to, to process the, your own emotions, to move through that, to be, in, be neutral or to be able to have an emotion and still remain detached from what's happening to you, to be neutral, both are critical for what's happening over there. I'd say that's probably the biggest piece. If you, if you can navigate that, really the rest is easy. And that's just hearing what he has to say and then making sure that you heard it clearly and you understood and then making sure that you're free of whatever happened, like you're not holding on to that moment. Yeah, so don't take it personally and don't make it about yourself. Correct. This is the most, yeah, critical one. Yeah, thank you. Sure. And um, you know what I notice in my male friends uh, and clients as well is um, they're going from uh, this inability to create the depths of connection, the depths of mm -hmm. intimacy. And I see uh, them coming from relationship to relationship, struggling, suffering inside because they maybe they don't know exactly why, but um, they don't feel like um, I can have the depths with this woman, or they don't they don't know what it is about. But coming from relationship to relationship, and um, like yeah. they're intimidated. Sorry, you're saying they're intimidated? No, it's it's not intimidating, but I believe it's um, it's it's what a lot of men are experiencing. Not lots of men, but men who, who maybe have this conditioning uh, of being disconnected from their hearts and their emotional bodies. So they uh, they just can't create the depths of intimacy and connection with somebody. Right, and I believe that the main reason for that is is really being disconnected from from your heart, from your uh, emotional body. Yeah, and um, 
for that, can you tell maybe one thing, the first thing a man can do if he is willing to start reconnecting with his heart, with his emotional body? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, whipping out all the good questions today, Anna. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, really. I mean, really. Um, yeah, so I want to start by saying that a couple of things. That I, a lot of men don't, they're actually kind of blind to the fact that they need to access their emotions. They've been taught and conditioned that, well, to be a man, you're not emotional. Um, emotions are weak. Uh, you hear a lot of phrases as a, as a boy, at least in, in America, in the U.S., that um, having emotions means you're a pussy. Having emotions means you're weak. Uh, and, you know, I heard those phrases a lot. I know a lot of men who heard those phrases. And so you kind of get this identity, but then you also understand, like, culturally speaking, as a man, there's sort of an expectation of your of your being a provider, being a protector, whether it's spoken or not. It's like you're not truly a man unless you're those things. Like you think about you think about the Jeff Bezos and the and the Warren Buffetts and the Bill Gates out there who uh, or just, you know, the really successful people, NFL players and 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 such. Like those people are seen as icons of masculinity, the pr providers, right? Mm. So there's this identity that we have that we're supposed to be this. And then this also identity that we're not supposed to be emotional. And so not being this means we are this and being a provider means we definitely are. So I want to point out the fact that that's just a reality of a men's world. And if you identify that unconsciously, you're not going to know how it's playing out in your, your thoughts. Mm -hmm. But also there's this idea of emotionality, emotions not having a place in a man's life. It's like, well, why, why would I need to do that? I need to do that. I'm good. I'm fine. I know where I'm going. I know what I need. I'll just figure it out. That thought process conflicts with the reality that having emotions, connecting with your emotions, allows you access to your partner in a more intimate way. Yeah. So if you don't go through those, as a man, men tend to just have one emotion. You know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me, what is it? You, you know it. I'm sure every woman out there knows what that one emotion is, yeah? Anger? I don't know. Exactly. Anger. No, you got it. You got it. So we got we got one emotion, and men have one emotion, mm -hmm. and and that's a whole bunch of bullshit. That's a whole bunch of BS. Uh, men have quite a range of emotions; they've just never accessed them. And and what I spent the last better part of the last you know six years doing, you know, twelve really, but deeply in the last six years was letting myself see that connecting with my emotions gives me intimate access to my partner in a way that opens up our connection in a way that ultimately feels very good to me and satisfies her on a much deeper level that she craves that she desires so it ends up it, essentially what that ends up doing a lot of men don't realize is like why would i do that mm -hmm. you're opening your woman men if you're listening to this you're opening your woman sexually in a way that you cannot, if you don't do that, like you can totally be in her life, brother. 
and she's choosing you and you've had great sex and things were great for the most part, but there's that extra level that you could go that is much deeper that opens her up more if you are allowing yourself to connect with your emotions, not be an emotional person. You just connect with your heart, you connect with your emotions. That gives you access to her. So I would say if there's one thing that would motivate them, that be realize that you're opening her bigger. Yes. It's 100% true. <laughs> and I think this is what lots of women um, have difficulty explaining exactly what they need, right? And it's coming from just um, day-to-day moments when uh, I'm sharing something and I want just the, the him being in his heart and just listening to me from this space. Nacional is needed and it's a completely different experience when he can be connected to his heart and listen to me from this space. Because yes, we know many men, they're just trying to give you a solution, right? They are always looking for what's the point and I will give you a solution. And for my system, I, I feel it like she didn't get me. She didn't get my emotional state. And this causes me to close because I don't see that he um, that he, he understands me, right? That he can be energetically attuned towards me. And um, in sexual intimacy, it's very beautiful what you mentioned. I believe lots of men are looking for this, uh, oh, how can I be better at sex? How can I open my woman more? And it has, uh, I would not say it has nothing to do, but it has much less to do with all those techniques and tools than to really be connected to the heart and connecting to her through the heart because this creates a very uh, ecstatic experience for a woman energetically she feels when he's connected to his heart and can receive her from uh, from this space not receive but being connected to her in this space and to um, have this deeper sexual intimacy what is required first of all for for men and for women as well as being connected to the feelings, right? It's we are looking for all those tools and techniques, and I, I believe it's because uh, the education that we are receiving about uh, sexual intimacy is through uh, porn mostly, right? We have been initiated through porn, and in porn we just see these two bodies performing. There is not so much uh, a real emotion there; it's just right. performing and acting, and action. that yeah, action, yeah. Yeah. So if men listening to this, something can motivate you. Yeah. <laughs> you can really open up your woman if you can connect to your heart and connect to your well-being in your heart, well-being in your body. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would just add that, like, for me, uh, I've spent um, the connecting to my emotions came later. I used to be really focused on a woman's pleasure, like satisfying her. But I was always focused on pleasuring a woman in a, in a different way than men tended to. Uh, you know, there's this, there's this tendency that men have go into around, they, they go unconscious to how their, you know, penis size and her sexual satisfaction are critical. Like mm-hmm. uh, those things I, were naturally a part of my process in my youth, but I realized that they were hindering what was giving me access to what truly opens her, which is really exploring her body, understanding her body, what's happening for her emotionally, psychologically, physiologically. 
what opens her pleasure and how do I influence that? And that was only so far that I could get. I ran into a real wall when I had to open myself emotionally. That's when I had to really look at myself and see where I was withholding and work through my own crap. And that's where I started to discover that I could open a woman in much bigger ways than just mm. understanding those things. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the another thing that I wanted to ask you is um, we see like in relationships we are coming and we are bringing uh, our wounding, right, with us. And... Um, we tend to project our wounding on our partner. We tend to blame them for our past experiences. It's, it's what I see a lot, right? It's like we have a, if you had a uh, certain experience with your mother, with a feminine in your family, the same as uh, women, they have uh, a certain experience with their father, they tend to uh, project it on men in their lives, right? And yes. my truth is, is that um, the healing starts with you. It all starts with your own uh, uh, inner work. Because uh, for me, it's even before you're going and working with a partner, do work on yourself. And um, I know that there are um, lots of uh, modalities, healing modalities out there, but I'm just interested in uh, hearing your viewpoint. What do you believe is... Uh, um the most effective modalities healing modalities maybe you use in your practice that can help uh to start releasing all those uh layers that limits us to open up and to to heal our past wounds Hmm. modalities yeah um you know Interestingly enough, um, my my pathway, my personal pathway, and I've and I've heard this to be true and confirmed with other men. My pathway was through intimacy with a woman. Mm-hmm. My pathway of realizing, you know, they, they say in um, in in David Data's field, it's like a, a woman, the feminine opens the masculine to consciousness, right? Um, you can phrase that differently, but it's, it's, I see it as, as the same in, in partnership, right? When I was, the reason that I started getting into this work was back in 2005. I met a woman who opened me, like who's, who awakened me to, to what my true potential was. Mm-hmm. Um, so today I'll talk to, I'll talk to men and women about how powerful um, the feminine that flows through a woman can be for a man to really, truly awaken him. Um, there's no better source. It really isn't in my experience. Mm-hmm. You're going to read a book and you're going to explore with, uh, with women. And until you meet a woman um, or until you have the dynamic that through this woman and, and, and through your being open and a lot of it, I would say, has to do with a man, a man, like I can, I can think back. Here's, here's, here's something interesting, right? At that time I had let myself probably be more open, vulnerable and in love with a woman than I'd ever been. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was very open to her influence, um, to her, her feminine. And, um, so when a man, until a man allows that to be true, so allows it to be true that a woman really true can truly can awaken him and allow his heart to be vulnerable enough with that woman, mm-hmm. the woman that he's choosing, he will always leave himself um, out of the next level of connection and intimacy. He will always leave himself out of that. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, it's... I, I, Mm-hmm. No, it was um, more your choice to open up or there was something special about that woman so that you felt particularly safe to open up around you. Yeah. Um, that woman was was more comfortable with all of everything that was me than any woman I had met, ever met. So that definitely played into it for sure. So it's accept- acceptance. This unconditional acceptance. Absolutely. She was fully embracing of me in ways I'd never experienced a woman be embracing of me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's what we all, craving at the end unconditional acceptance and we had difficulty with uh, doing so because as you mentioned it's uh, it's when your stuff is triggered you're not neutral any longer and as long as you're not neutral around how another person shows up at this moment of his life then it's very challenging to accept because you start thinking it's about me and uh, then I'm, I'm not willing to accept some parts of you because it is uh, triggering me. So that's why I ask the question that um, sometimes um, it's easier when you're working with a woman who is a coach because there is no this um, yeah, yeah intimacy going on and it's um, easier to open maybe around uh, a woman who is not intimate partner than your intimate partner in some cases. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, 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 that's, that's a good point. And so I guess I would point to, you know, uh, I would point to that probably the best modality would be seek out, seek out a woman where you can, you can explore that for a man. That's, I mean, I definitely did that myself to, to explore mm-hmm. the deeper components of my, my uh, emotional energetic, yeah connection and openness for me for sure yeah but in in general uh what i believe men and women uh, we are still in this age where women tend to blame men for their for the wounding at the collective level right there is still lots of belief that um men are cheating they're betraying and uh, they're dishonest there is still lots of that going on right and you can even hear when women to women they're talking they yeah there is this anger which is going on and i believe this is what women needs to work on their side just uh i'm really believing that the more you see something the more you see um dishonesty in somebody the more you work from this of this quality from him and from a very spiritual point of view like 
you as a human, you possess all the qualities, all the spectrum of qualities. And it's um, um, when you're with somebody who sees in you certain traits, they tend to evoke more of this from you, right? And I believe this uh, women not trusting men, they're making men more untrustable. Yes. And the healing yeah. needs to Thank happen. You. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a huge piece. I, no, I, I want to hear you, but that is such a huge piece. Sure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I can say from my personal perspective, I uh, yeah, I I I am I have been hurt. Not that it's it, of course it's my perception, right? Nobody is really hurting us, but it's 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 worth my perception, and uh, uh, I need to be very careful with not projecting something on men because yeah, it, and it's sometimes I feel it's even not my stuff, but it's something we are collectively carrying the feminine. But the thing is we need to stop blaming each other, right? Because women are hurting men as well. They can leave certain big scars on men uh, and we need to stop blaming each other for our past wounds, have compassion for that, but really stop uh, blaming each other, stop making each other wrong, but rather to create this safe space for each other to open up. And yeah, it, it can be challenging, yeah. Yeah, but you made absolutely beautiful, really beautiful points um, for sure. That's, I, I, it, it might interest you know you and people who are watching to know that um, I work with a lot of men whose partners are very bitter and resentful. Yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, I've I found women who follow me um, end up there. I've had many men whose partners follow me come the men come to work with me and I and I discover along the way yes this there are things that this man could have done differently and ways that he could show up more fully for her absolutely and when I work through those I find that partner his partner the woman ends up being very resistant because she doesn't want to let go of her resentment and bitterness she doesn't want to look at that um you know but it, that's not to say that she wouldn't at some point but it's very very prevalent Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And um, um, we have been talking for about 40 minutes already. So um, we can start wrapping up. And if you can leave uh, the message for uh, women, right? So the around this topic of helping men to move from uh, wounded to healthy, what will be the biggest message you would love to woman to know from their man perspective? A woman to know from a man's perspective about, about how she can support about, about supporting, yes. About supporting, yes. Um, um, work on your bitterness resentment and impatience, not you, but just any women that are curious. Um, work on your bitterness, resentment and, and impatience. Bitterness, resentment and impatience. I'm repeating those because I want you to be really aware of them, whoever's listening. They have a huge um, impact on your partner. 
in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Over time, um, those three things can cause him to close down and go unconscious in ways that he can't quite fully access himself. But, but when a woman is simply, you know, like one of the things that a woman, a woman often don't see is that when they, in the beginning of a relationship, they open so big emotionally, sexually to him, then they start to discover that he's not as open emotionally to, to her as he, she is to him. And she starts to become bitter, resentful and impatient. She wants more from him, but she doesn't recognize that those three things cause him to close down instead of open more. Yeah. If she continues to show up in the way that she initially did, that's more of an invitation for him to become more conscious than our bitterness, resentment, and impatience. Bitterness, yeah. resentment, and patience will only close him down in the very ways that she wants him to open. So I just, I just say really watch those things, watch how they show up and, be careful because you'll end up closing your partner without even knowing you're closing your partner. And he doesn't know how to access himself as well as the genius of your emotional sexual body does. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's a very important message to hear for lots of women. And I can see from women perspective, why lots of men are doing that because they, of course they start feeling not safe right? Because he is not emotionally available and she starts questioning. And um, unfortunately, um, it doesn't work in relationship. It's what I have noticed. And I keep on working on myself on this side as well. It doesn't work that work in a way 50-50 that, yeah, you at all the time, your words are ready 50-50%. Um, and what tends to happen, um, you're not emotionally available, I withhold love, then another person withhold his presence and love, and we keep on withholding from each other, and it's going nowhere. And uh, in these um, more challenging situations, right, it's, it's very, you feel lots of um, risk maybe to, to open up more because of, of course you're afraid of being hurt if you open up and he doesn't want to open up. But I believe this is the only way to invite a man to open up more if you stop withholding your love and keep on giving your heart to him. And at the end to uh, make sure that um, I, you will be okay no matter what, because I really believe love is not coming from another person. Love is inside of you and it's always accessible inside of you. And at the end, if you just shift the perspective from, yeah, I have love and I'm here to give. I'm here to give because I want to, to support another person, right? And I, I'm not, I, I will not lose love anywhere because it's always inside of me. It is accessible. Uh, so that, yeah, you can then... Um, be more available for um, for supporting your man and to let go of all those resentments and bitterness because um, you understand, like if I, I have this love, I'm love and it's not necessary to hold on to this bitterness and uh, resentment because it's not serving anyone. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, from my end of things, after having done all the work that I've done, I can totally tell, I, I totally understand why that's frustrating. I can totally understand why a woman would want to go into bitterness, resentment, and impatience. Totally get it. Having a man who's, who's lacking presence and really willing to be putting in the effort 
You know, I see that I see that that now after many years of doing the work on my end, I see how women don't show up for me in ways that I've I've done way more work from them. Where I was once the man who was like, "Work with that. Why do I get to put in work?" You know. Yeah. So I get it. I get it, and I empathize with that, and I understand. Um, so. But but I think it's if you look at it from woman's perspective as well, like um, I'm practicing being love. And if it doesn't work in this relationship, at least I have built my muscle of being love and of giving love, then I don't lose anywhere. And if this man is not ready or not willing to open up, um, you you attract somebody who is then in alignment with, with the love that you are ready to give. But if you're in this bitterness and resentments, you can never attract something better in yeah. your life because, yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. Thank you so much, Joe. And if you want to add something else to this conversation, please. No, no, just, uh, I think we, I think we covered it really well. And I'm just, um, I, the questions were great and it's good to see you again. And um, yeah. No. I think we I think we covered it really well. It's a great call. And then if you can share how people can find you and how they can work with you. Yeah, so um Joe Keish, K-E-I-C-H, I think you'll probably see that um in the post, uh Facebook Live podcast all the above. But um J-O-E-K-E-I-C-H dot com. Uh, my website, you can um contact me through there. Uh, Joe Keish, J-O-E-K-E-I-C-H, coaching at Gmail. That's my, my, my email. And then, of course, Joseph Keish is my handle on um, Facebook. So J-O-S-E-P-H-K-E-I-C-H. Um, and I'm also on Instagram on Joe Keish. Um, all of those are places that you can reach out to me. Uh, I'm, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching primarily, but I'm, I'm opening up um, workshops and, and programs um, as well so that um, we can do things in groups for those who are, are more interested in doing that route. Um, but yeah, reach out to me um, and I can give you more details for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jules. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Ciao.